ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له فاشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله verily the praise belongs to Allah we praise him seek his assistance and forgiveness and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds whoever Allah guides there is no one that can lead him astray and whoever Allah leads astray there is no one that can guide him I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger this evening bi-idhnillahi ta'ala we would like to continue in the lecture series dealing with the explanation or the sharh of the brief essay of al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah entitled Nawaqid al-Islam uh, in this the eighth lecture we want to take the seventh of those Nawaqid or the nullifiers of Islam which al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah has mentioned in this brief essay and the seventh Naqid or nullifier that al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab has mentioned it is as-sihr as-sihr that is magic or soothsaying witchcraft sorcery whatever uh, of those descriptions may be included in this comprehensive word Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab he began rahimahullah by saying As-Sabi' yani al-Naqid as-Sabi' min nawaqid al-Islam as-Sihr wa minhu as-Sarf wal-Ataf fa man fa'alahu aw radiya bihi kafar wad-dalil qawlu Allah ta'ala أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وما يعلمان من أحد حتى يقول إنما نحن فتنة فلا تكفر The seventh ناقد of the نواقد of Islam it is a sihr magic or sorcery or witchcraft and here الإمام محمد ابن عبد الوهاب after mentioning a sihr and as-sihr is a comprehensive word which includes many different types of actions which might not have any single common factor however according to the linguistic meaning of as-sihr and the technical shar'i meaning many different types of actions can be included under it here al-imam muhammad ibn abdul wahhab he says wa minhu yani of the various types of as-sihr he says is as-sarf and al-atif as-sarf it means causing alienation or causing a person to turn away from that which they love or desire or are inclined towards and al-atif it means causing affection or attract attract uh, attachment or attraction and he causing the person to be transformed from the condition of hating something to loving it to be attracted to it and to be inclined towards it he said faman fa'alahu aw radiya bihi faqad kafar whoever did it yani whoever did any action of sihr of its various types or whoever is pleased with it even if they didn't do it but they are pleased with it being done whoever engages in it or commits it 
and whoever is pleased with it, then that person has fallen into disbelief. They have committed an act of kufr. And the evidence of this is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَ إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرُ That indeed, these two angels, the two angels, Harut and Marut, neither of them taught anyone such things, yani as magic or whatever was revealed to them in Babylon. Neither of them taught any of these such things until they had said, until they had warned the people by saying clearly, إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ fitna," That indeed we have been sent down as a fitna, as a test, as a trial for the people. We, we indeed have been sent as a fitna. فَلَا تَكْفُرْ So don't, يعني, don't engage in kufr, don't fall into kufr by learning this magic from us. يعني, what they were sent for was a test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited sihr. And then he tested the people to see who will obey him and refrain from that which he has prohibited. And this ayah is part of a long ayah which discusses many of the most important aspects of a sihr in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 102. The definition of a sihr, first linguistically, a sihr, magic or sorcery or witchcraft, linguistically is applied to anything whose origin or source or reason or cause is hidden, subtle, or imperceptible. Yani the scholar said, "Asihr yutlaq fi al-lugha ala ma khafiya wa latifa sababuhu wa dqa." Yani whatever is so subtle or hidden or imperceptible that you cannot determine its origin or its source or its cause, this is the linguistic meaning of as-sihr. And everything that that is applied to is considered linguistically as-sihr. Upon this is based the saying of the Arab concerning something that is extremely imperceptible. They said, it is akhfa min as-sihr. Yani it is more subtle than magic. It has also been defined linguistically by other scholars as everything whose cause is not seen. And some of them said this may include a tanjim, astrology, and al-kahana, soothsaying. In fact, it also includes al-bayan wal-fasaha, as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, he said in the authentic hadith, إِنَّ مِنَ الْبَيَّانِ لَسِحْرًا That indeed, some types of al-bayyan, eloquent speech, are definitely sihr or magic. Al-bayyan wal-fasaha, it means purity of language and eloquent expression. And some types of bayyan, some types of eloquent speech are definitely a sihr. Some of the scholars said that eloquent speech or bayan, it has been included as a type of sihr because of its great effect in moving the listener and the quickness with which the heart responds to it, to the speech of some people. Al-bayan, this type of sihr, al-bayan, eloquent speech, it is of two types. Blameworthy and praiseworthy. The blameworthy is that which is used to present the truth as falsehood and falsehood as truth. It can be used to influence the hearts of the ignorant until they accept falsehood and reject truth. This is the type which is intended in this hadith, إِنَّ مِنَ الْبَيَانِ لَسِحَرَةِ that indeed some types of eloquent speech is magic. The praiseworthy type of al-bayan is when it is used to clarify and affirm the truth while refuting falsehood and removing its unclarity. As for the technical or mustalah definition of as-sihr, yani in the religious legal terminology, the scholars, they said, some of them said that it is azaim wa ruqa wa uqad. 
تؤثر في القلوب والعقول والأبدان That it is azaim, spells or charms, or ruqa, incantations, recitations, and uqad, the tying of knots in which, into which the people blow, the, the people who perform this type of magic, they blow into those knots. And this affects the hearts, the minds, and the bodies. It takes control over the mind. It prompts love and hatred, and hence division is caused through it between the husband and wife. It induces sickness in the body and deprives one of his thoughts. It has also been defined as uqad wa ruqa yatawassal biha as-sahir ila istikhdam al-shayateen litadurra al-mashur that it is the tying of knots or the recitations or incantations which are the ways and means through which the magician or the sahir or the sorcerer employs the help of the shayateen, the devils, in causing harm to the one upon whom it is practiced. Al-Allama Muhammad Amin al-Shanqiti Rahimahullah, the great scholar of tafsir of our era, he said, know that it is not possible to define a sihr with an exact and all-inclusive definition. Yani a definition that is jami'un, mani'un, that includes everything that comes under this title and that keeps out everything that is not a part of it. There's no definition like this that is exact for sihr due to the many different types of practices which are included in it. It is not possible to find a common factor linking them all to one another and eliminating everything that is not considered a part of it. It is for this reason that the expressions of the scholars differ so greatly in defining it. Any the definitions of the scholar of, er, of the various scholars are very, very different because some of them have defined some types of sihr and others have defined other types of a sihr. As Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab says in this naqid or this nullify, he says as-sihr. And it also includes as-tarf wal-ataf. As-tarf is turning a person away from what he desires or what he is inclined towards or that which he loves. For example, the turning of a man away from the love of his wife and causing him to hate her. Al-ataf, it is also an act of magic as is a sarf, except that it transforms or changes the person concerning what he does not desire, that which he is not inclined towards, to the love of that thing by the use of satanic means. Also included under the title of as-sihr, magic or sorcery or witchcraft, is ilm al-nujum, al-tanjim, astrology through which the astrologers claim to have knowledge of events which have not yet taken place, and particularly that which is to take place in the lives of individuals in the future, those things which are known only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They claim to know such things from the movements of the heavenly bodies, and that the movements and interactions of the planets have some effect on the things which take place in our lives on earth. It is reported from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, may Allah be pleased with him and his father that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said concerning al-Tanjim or astrology, he said, من اقتبس علما من النجوم اقتبس شعبة من السحر زاد ما زاد That if anyone acquires any knowledge of astrology, he acquires a branch of astir, of magic, of which he gets more as long as he continues to do so. That is, as long as he continues to seek that knowledge of astrology, then he gets more of the sihr that Allah has prohibited. This hadith is reported in the Sunan of Abu Dawud and the Musnad of Imam Ahmed, as well as the Sunan of Ibn Majah and Shaykh al-Bani, rahimahullah, declared this hadith to be hasan in the Sahih of the Sunan of Abu Dawud. As for the knowledge of astronomy, astronomy through which the direction of the Qibla, yani the direction for prayer, 
towards Mecca can be determined. Astronomy, through which one knows the directions when traveling by land or sea. This knowledge is true and it is permissible in Islam. Astronomy is to be distinguished from astrology. Astronomy is allowed while astrology it is prohibited, it is haram. Astihar, in all of its types, is forbidden in Islam and as well it has been forbidden in the laws of all the previous prophets and messengers. Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, mentions the statement of Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhumah, that if someone came to them, yani concerning the ayat in the Qur'an that the Imam has mentioned in the introduction from Surah Al-Baqarah, he said concerning those two angels, Harut and Marut, if someone came to them desiring a sihr, yani desiring, requesting to learn a sihr, they would forbid him in the severest manner, saying to him, إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرْ That we are only sent for a trial or a test. So disbelieve not. Don't enter into kufr by learning this magic from us. And this was due to the fact that they had knowledge of al-khayr and al-sharr and al-kufr and al-iman. They knew the difference between the good and the evil and the difference between disbelief and faith. Consequently, they knew that al-sihr was a type of al-kufr. This is the statement of al-Hafiz ibn Kathir under the tafsir of this ayat in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 102. There are a number of issues related to al-sihr which need to be mentioned and each one followed by some of the sayings of the scholars due to the importance of this matter and it's being so widespread in almost every part of the earth. I mean amongst the Muslims. Forget about that which is amongst the Kuffar. But amongst the Muslims, al-sihr is widespread in most of the Muslim lands. In fact, one of the scholars, one of the contemporary scholars of the people of Sunnah in al-Yamin, he was giving a lecture about al-sihr and he said that today al-sihr is so widespread in Yemen that every village, not every city, but every small village has at least one or two or three magicians in every single village. And this is amongst the Muslims, not to mention what we find amongst the Kuffar. The first issue, the first issue that we want to discuss is a sihr something real? Is a sihr something real? Or is it just imagination, hallucination, deception? The saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمِن شَرٍ نَفَّاتَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ And from the evil of the نَفَّاتَات uh, يعني those who blow into the ropes that they tie knots in when they blow in those knots from the evil of the سِحْر that is affected through their tying knots in the ropes and then blowing into them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us that we should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of Al-Falaq. And one of the things that he mentioned to seek refuge from, it is from the blowing into the knot. That is one of the means of al-sihr. If al-sihr were not a reality, if it was not something real that actually affects the human being, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had no need to order the believers to seek refuge in him from that which is not real. Likewise the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 102 يعني They learn from those two, those two angels ما يفرقون به بين المرء والزوجه And from these two angels, Harut and Marut, people learn that by which they cause separation between a man and his wife. This verse points to the fact that a sihr is a reality which can be a cause of the separation between a man and his wife. Likewise, that which shows the reality of a sihr is that which has been reported in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari. 
in the hadith in which Aisha radiallahu anha, she said, Suhira an Nabiyyuz sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hatta kana yukhayyalu ilayhi innahu yaf'al ash-shay'a wa ma yaf'aluhu. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had magic performed on him to the extent that he began to imagine that he was doing a thing that he was not actually doing. As sihr it was performed on the Prophet of Allah by the permission of Allah because as sihr the truth of the matter is that it can't harm anyone except that Allah allows it for some wisdom. It is by the permission of Allah. Otherwise there's no harm and there's no benefit except from Allah. No one can harm unless Allah allows it and no one can benefit unless Allah allows it. But it is reported authentically from Aisha radiallahu anha in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari that a sihr was worked on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the extent that he used to imagine that he has done something which he has not done. She said that one day he invoked Allah, da'a wa da'a, and he called on Allah and called on him until, for such a long time until he said, I feel that Allah has inspired me as how to cure myself, the way to cure myself. He said, two people, came to me atani rajulani faqa'ada ahaduhuma inda ra'si wal akharu inda rijlayya yani two persons came to me meaning in a dream and sat one by my head and the other by my feet one of them said to the other yani one of them said to the other ma waj'u ar-rajul yani what is the problem what is the ailment what is the sickness of the man. Faqala, the other one said, Matboob, yani, that he has been bewitched, yani, sihr has been worked on him. The first one asked him, who has placed this sihr on him? And the other one said, Labid ibn al-Asam. The first one asked, what materials was used? And the other one replied, a comb. And the hair gathered on it, the comb and the hair that was collected on it from combing someone's hair and the outer skin of the pollen of the male date palm. In the end of that hadith, after Aisha radiallahu anha heard this from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, she asked him, did you take out those things with which the magic was worked? And it was placed in a well. And the Prophet sallallahu was informed where it was. And she asked him, did you take it out? And in order to break the magic spell. And he said, La, Amma Ana Fakad Shafani Allah. He said, Indeed, I have not taken it out, but it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has cured me. The position that a sihr is actually something real, it is the position of the Ahlis Sunnah. And it is followed by the majority of the Muslim Indeed, if it was not real, the Prophet ﷺ wouldn't have been affected by it. And if it were not real, he wouldn't have said that Allah has cured himself from something that is not real. It is just imagination or hallucination. However, even though the majority of the scholars agree that it is real, haqiqi, however, some of the scholars held the opinion that a sihr is not something real. And this is the opinion of the Mu'tazila, those who have gone away from, withdrawn from, and abandoned the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And they used as evidence for their opinion the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the story of Musa alayhi salam, where he said, Bal alqu, yani he told the magicians, you throw what you have, your ropes or your sticks, فَإِذَا حِبَالُهُمْ وَعِثِيُّهُمْ يُخَيَّلُوا إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِهِمْ أَنَّهَا تَسَعَى Moses said to them, you throw first. Then behold their ropes and their sticks due to the magic that they have done on it. Due to the magic which they have done on it appeared to him as though they were moving quickly. Yani the ropes and the sticks gave, were given the appearance as though they were moving quickly due to the magic. 
Their argument, the argument of the Mu'tazila, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say that their ropes and sticks moved in reality. But they only appeared to him. They appeared, يُخَيَّلُوا إِلَيْهِ مِنْ سِحْرِهِمْ أَنَّهَا تَسْعَى It was made to appear as though they were moving, when in fact they were not really moving. They say that a sihr then is only tamweeh, something that is faked or feigned, make-believe, or takhyil, imaginary, or hallucination, or ilham, deception, or delusion, which gives the appearance of the existence of something which in fact has no reality. Al-Allama ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, says in his book, Bida'i al-Fawaid, their position, meaning the position of the Mu'tazila, is in contradiction to what has been narrated, mutawatira, through innumerous chains of narrators, from the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet, radiallahu anhum, and the Salaf, the early generations of the Muslim Ummah. They are in contradiction to that which is agreed upon by the scholars of fiqh, the fuqaha, and the scholars of tafsir and hadith, and even the leaders of the Sufis, and that which is well known to the generality of the intelligent and sane people. All of the people agree that sihr is real. As sihr, that sihr which causes sickness, and heaviness, and ease, and releasing, and tying, and love, and hatred, and falsification, as well as other effects which it causes, truly exists and is well known even to the common people. Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi, Rahimahullah, the great scholar of Tafsir, after mentioning the opinion of the Mu'tazila and the arguments, he says, there is no proof in this, yani this ayah, there is no proof in this for their opinion. Since we do not deny that a takhyil, delusion and hallucination and other such things come under the classification of a sihr. However, there are still other aspects of a sihr besides this takhyil or delusion which are also established as a reality acceptable rationally and reported in the text of Quran and Sunnah. From the other aspects of a sihr is what has been mentioned about it and the teaching of it in this verse that is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَا كَفَرَ سُلَيْمَانَ وَلَكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ كَفَرُوا يُعَلِّمُونَ النَّاسَ السِّحْرُ وَمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَى الْمَلَكَيْنِ بِبَابِلَ حَارُوتَ وَمَارُوتَ وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَ إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرُ that Sulaiman the Prophet of Allah, he did not disbelieve, he did not engage in kufr, he did not practice sihr. However, it was the shayateen, the devils, who disbelieved, teaching men magic and such things that came down at Babylon to the two angels. It was the shayateen who were teaching the people magic. And that which has been sent down to the two angels, Harut and Marut, in Babylon. But neither of these two angels taught anyone such things until they had said to them, yani warning them, we are only a fitna, we are only a trial or a test. So disbelieve not by learning magic from us. Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah, continues saying, So if a sihr was not something real, it would not have been possible to teach it, nor would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have warned us that they used to teach it to the people, or He would not have informed us about their teaching it to the people. Hence, this is an indication of the reality of a sihr. Also, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the story of Fir'aun, in reference to the magicians of Fir'aun and Musa, and this is, this is mentioned in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, verse 116. Qala Musa said to them, throw, you be the first to throw your, your stones, your sticks and your ropes. So when they threw their ropes and their sticks, they bewitched the eyes of the people. Yani they caused the sihr to affect 
the eyes of the people and they struck terror in them and indeed they made a display of a great magic a great display of magic also Surah Al-Falaq the 113th chapter of the Quran about which the scholars of Tafsir are in agreement that the reason for its revelation was the working of Sihr on the Prophet by Labid ibn al-Asam. Here Imam al-Qurtubi, as he continues, he mentions the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, which we have already mentioned, the hadith in which it is reported from the Prophet that the two men came to him, the two angels, one of them sitting at his head and the other at his feet, and they are discussing to one another his condition and mentioning that magic had been performed on him. And in that hadith it is reported that the Prophet said, That indeed Allah has cured me. At the time when the sihr was removed from him, he said indeed it is Allah who has cured me. And ash-shifa'a, curing, means the removal of the cause of the sickness and the termination of the illness itself. The illness should be removed and the cause should be removed if someone is indeed cured. Hence this also points to the fact that a sihr, it is true and it is real. And the Prophet ﷺ was affected by it and Allah cured him from it. It is something of absolute certainty. Based on the information, Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi closes with these words that as-sihr it is huwa maqtoon bihi, something that is absolutely certain. And it is based on information from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam concerning its existence and occurrence. And this is the position of the responsible leaders and the scholars upon whose opinion Al-Ijma is established. After their agreement, the agreement of the scholars of the Muslim Ummah, no consideration is to be given to the filth or the residue of the thinking or the ideas or the opinions of the Mu'tazila and their being in contradiction to the people of Haq, to the people of Truth. This statement is taken from Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi in his tafsir of the ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 102. Indeed, a sihr magic is something real and it has an effect on the one whom it is worked upon. However, it can it cannot cause any harm except to the one whom Allah has allowed it to cause harm to. I mean, no harm can be caused to anyone, nor any benefit can be achieved by anyone except by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this very ayat in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 102, وَمَا هُمْ بِضَارِينَ بِهِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ That indeed they could not harm anyone except by the permission of Allah. Not only that, but a sihr, magic, does not bring the one who practices it any benefit. Nor is it the cause of any good for him. On the contrary, it only causes for him harm and sure loss. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this very ayat, وَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ That they, are, they only learn that which harms them and profits them not. Yani there is no benefit from it. There is only harm from it. And these are two of the realities of a sihr. That a sihr, it is true and it can affect. However, it cannot affect anyone except except by the permission of Allah. And indeed the one who uses it or engages in it, who learns it or who teaches it, or who is pleased with it being practiced on someone, indeed gets no benefit whatsoever, but it is only a cause of harm. The second issue, it is the ruling concerning the sahir, the magician or the sorcerer. What is the ruling, the hukum shara'i, in the deen of Allah concerning the one who practices a sihr? The scholars, rahimahumullah, have differed in their ruling concerning whether or not a sahir, the magician or the sorcerer, becomes a kafir due to his engaging in this act. It appears from the words of the author, Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, according to that which he has mentioned in the text of this essay, the Nawaqir of Islam, 
that the magician, the Tahir, goes out of Islam by engaging in magic. And his position is based upon the saying of Allah that he mentioned in the beginning, وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَ إِنَّنَا إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَ فَلَا تَكْفُرْ That neither of these two angels taught anyone such things until they had said to them that we are only a trial and a test. So do not fall into disbelief or kufr by learning this sihr. This is the opinion of the Imams, Al-Imam Ahmed and Al-Imam Malik and Al-Imam Abu Hanifa, Rahimahumullah, as well as the majority or the jamhur of the scholars of the Muslim Ummah. Their opinion is that indeed the ruling concerning the Sahir is that he has fallen into kufr, that sihr, it is a nullifier of one's Islam. However, Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, held the opinion that if someone learns a sihr, he should not be declared to be a kafir, but it should be said to him, describe for us your sihr. Then if he describes that which of necessity would constitute al-kufr, like the sihr of the people of Babylon, such as those who practiced it, seeking means of nearness to the stars or the planets, to get some benefit from them, or those who believe that these heavenly bodies actually do whatever is asked of them, then such a one is a kafir, disbeliever. And even if he does not reach the point of al-kufr in his action, even if he doesn't engage in that action, which is a, an actual act of kufr. However, if he considers that engaging in a sihr is permissible, he is still a kafir due to his considering something which is forbidden as being lawful. This is the opinion of Al-Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah. Otherwise, he said, it is not considered, for he, such a person, is not considered as a kafir. That is, if his actions do not reach the point of actually engaging in an act of sihr that is kufr, nor does he consider, and he does not consider his engaging in such as lawful. Yani, he, he commits an act of sihr which might not have reached the level of kufr, and he doesn't consider that engaging in sihr of any type is lawful. In that case, he said, the person should not be considered as a kafir. A sheikh Hafiz Hakami, one of the great scholars of our time, he said that everyone who learns a sihr, teaches it, or practices it, is considered to be a disbeliever. Just like the disbelief of the devils who taught it to the people, since there is no difference between him and them. Moreover, he is the student of the shaitan, and one of his graduates from him, that is from the shaitan, such a person narrates, and through him, through the shaitan, he has reached the level which he is upon, and he also follows him, that is the shaitan in whatever he does. Yani al-Hafiz Hakami, he said that whoever learns it, whoever teaches it, whoever practices it, all of them, they are considered as a kafir. Al-Allama al-Shanqiti, rahimahullah, said the fact of the matter. And his opinion is, expressed in another way the opinion of Al-Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah. He said the fact of the matter in this issue, and he mentioned this in his tafsir of the Qur'an concerning the ayats of Sihr, he said that this issue requires some tafsil explanation. It is not blanket or absolute. Number one, he said, if the type of a Sihr is that in which something other than Allah is exalted or magnified, like the planetary bodies or the jinns or other such things, which lead to al-kufr, then the one who engages in it is a kafir without any contention. There is no difference of opinion about it. Yani whoever engages in a type of sihr in which there is ta'zim or exaltation or magnification of the planets, or the jinn, or any other creature, then this is kufr without a doubt. In this class is the sihr of Harut and Marut, which is mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah. This type of kufr, or this type of sihr, without a doubt, uh, or this is a type of kufr, without a doubt, as indicated in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
وما كفر سليمان ولكن الشياطين كفروا يعلمون الناس السحر that Sulaiman alayhi salam did not disbelieve but the shayateen disbelieved teaching men magic it was kufr to teach men magic and likewise in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa ma yu'alliman min ahadin hatta yakulu innana innama nahnu fitnatun fala tatfur but neither of these angels taught anyone such things until they said we are only sent for a trial so disbelieve not by learning this sihr from us and likewise the saying of Allah لَقَدْ عَلِمُوا لَمَنْ اشْتَرَاهُ مَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقِ That indeed they know that the buyers, those who engage in the purchase of magic, who engage in magic, would have no share, would have no part in the hereafter. Yani they would not enter the paradise, they would not receive anything of the reward of Allah. And all of these uh, statements are taken from Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 102, and that ayat concerning a sihr And then he mentions the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Qaha, chapter 20, verse 69, وَلَا يُفْلِحُوا أَسَّاهِرُوا حَيْثُ أَتَى That indeed the magician or the sorcerer or the soothsayer or whatever, whoever practices sihr will never be successful, no matter what amount of skill he may attain, no matter whatever level he reaches, he will never be successful. Because whatever he achieves through his sihr, it will not be of benefit to him. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there is no benefit in it. There is only harm. There is no benefit in it. So he will never be successful. And he will never enter the paradise. But he will be of the losers, the people Allah will punish in the next life. The second type of sihr, or the second case or class, Al-Imam Al-Shanqiti says in his tafsir, is the case where the type of sihr engaged in does not reach the level which necessitates or that which constitutes kufr, such as seeking help through the use of the essences or peculiar qualities of certain ointments or oils. Then, in that case, such a type of sihr, it is haram, forbidden, in the most severest degree, However, it does not cause the one who engages in it to be considered as a kafir or a disbeliever. Yani those who use some essences or certain type of ointments or oils that have peculiar qualities that can affect the human being to cause harm to them, whoever engages in such, it is also a type of sihr. However, Al-Imam Al-Shanqiti, in agreement with the position of Al-Imam Al-Shafi'i, rahimahumallah, hold that this type of sihr has not reached the level of kufr and therefore the person should not be declared to have fallen out of Islam. In any case, even if the type of sihr engaged in does not reach the point of constituting al-kufr, it must be at least be considered as a kabira because it is reported from the Prophet ﷺ authentically in the Sahih of al-Bukhari from Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu uh, in that hadith the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, اجتنبوا السبع الموبقات يعني avoid or stay away from the seven great destructive matters, the sins that destroy. قالوا يا رسول الله وما هن This is messenger of Allah. What are those seven destructive sins? He said, الشرح بالله والسحر يعني the one who uh, engages in shirk associating something with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that which is from his exclusive rights. And the second of them, he said, is astihr. And after that, he said, killing the soul which Allah or the person whom Allah has prohibited. Except Kalani, he has mentioned in the sharh that this narration is reported in some of the copies of the Sahih of al-Bukhari, that which has been narrated by al-Musaddad and that which has been narrated by Abu Ya'la, in their narrations of the Sahih of Al-Bukhari, it is reported, this report is given that of killing every magician, every sahir. The third evidence that they mention is the report of Hafsa, radiallahu anha, the daughter of Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu anhu, that she ordered the killing of a slave girl of hers, who had worked sihr on her. And this, it is mentioned in Zad al-Ma'ad, 
Al-Allam ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he said that this hadith or this asr, this report from Hafsa, radiallahu anha, that it is authentic. Even though it changed our narrators as it is reported in the Muwatta of Imam Malik is broken munqatiya. In that case, likewise, the practice of Hafsa bint Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhuma also it is confirming the position of the first opinion, the opinion of Imam Malik and Imam Ahmed that the magician should be killed. This opinion that every sahir is to be killed is the correct opinion insha'Allah. Even if the only narration which are confirmed are those of Umar, the statement of Umar, the, the order of Umar, and the statement of Jundub radiallahu anhum, especially since it is not known that any one of the Sahaba, the companions, has opposed their position. Additionally, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, اقتدوا بِالَّذَيْنِ مِنْ بَعْدِي Abu Bakr wa Umar. Follow the example of the two who will come after me, Abu Bakr and Umar. And this is reported in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed in the Sunan of At-Tirmidhi, and it was declared to be Sahih by Shaykh al-Bani in Sahihah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَعَلَ الْحَقَّ عَلَى لِسَانِ عُمَرَ وَقَلْبِهِ That Allah has made the truth to be upon the tongue and the heart of Umar radiallahu anhu. And this is reported in the Sunan of At-Tirmidhi, and this hadith is also Sahih, declared Sahih by Shaykh al-Bani al-Jami al-Sagheer. These two hadiths are authentic. So we are taking Umar radiallahu anhu as our example, following in his footsteps. And this is the correct opinion, insha'Allah, in Allah knows best. As for those who said that the sahir should not be killed as long as his sihr did not reach the point of al-kufr, they have taken as evidence for their position the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reported in the sahihain, the sahih of al-Bukhari and Muslim, لا يحلو دم امري مسلم إلا بإحدى ثلاثة السيب الزاني النفسي بالنفسي والتاركي لدينه المفارك للجماعة يعني that the blood of a Muslim may not be legally spilt يعني a Muslim should not be killed other than in one of three instances the married person who commits adultery a life for a life and the one who forsakes his deen and abandons the community they have taken their position based on this hadith. However, as we know that these are not the only situations or cases in which a Muslim may be killed. But the Prophet ﷺ mentioned these three on this occasion. And indeed there are other occasions in which a person can be legitimately killed according to the Sharia. As for the fact that the Prophet ﷺ did not kill Labid ibn al-Asam, it was for fear that it would cause fitna, that it would cause confusion and disturbance. Or, as some of the scholars said, due to the fact that Labid was a zimmi, a disbeliever, under the protection of the Muslim state. Al-Allama ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, concerning this matter says, it has been authentically reported that the Messenger of Allah, wasallam did not kill the Jew, yani Labid. He did not kill the Jew who worked as sihr on him. Al-Shafi'i, Al-Imam Al-Shafi'i and Al-Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, both of them base their opinion on this fact that the Prophet ﷺ did not kill the Jew who performed sihr on him. As for Imam Malik and Imam Ahmed, rahimahumallah, they took the position that the sahir should be killed. However, what is reported textually from Ahmed, rahimahullah, is that the sahir from the Ahlul Zimma, the disbelievers under the protection of the Muslim state, should not be killed. And he used as evidence for his position that the zimmi should not be killed. He used as evidence for this the fact that the Prophet ﷺ did not kill the Jew, Labid ibn al-Asam, when he had performed a sihr on the Prophet ﷺ. Those who say that the sahir, magician, must be killed, responded to this by saying that Labid did not confess to this act, nor was any proof presented against him. Additionally, they said that the Prophet ﷺ was concerned that he might bring upon the people some evil or harm, and some fitna may be caused from killing him, and consequently, uh, he not only didn't kill him, but he didn't even remove the sihr, or those things which were used to bewitch him. He did not even remove them from the well where they were buried. Yani for fear of fitna being caused, so indeed, how much more so would he have been concerned about the killing of the one who had performed that sihr? The fourth issue and the last and that which we will close with it is 
the undoing of the charm or the spell or the sihr from the one who has been who, who it has been performed upon the mashur this undoing of the sihr is called the nushra al-allama ibn qayyim rahimahullah said undoing the sihr from the one who is bewitched is of two types yani removing the sihr from someone it is of two types one is permissible and the other is not the first of them he said it is undoing it through the use of some sihr of like kind yani a similar type of sihr prohibited sihr This is the type that is from the work of shaitan. And this is the meaning of the saying of Al-Hasan, لا يحل السهر إلا الساهر That no one will undo the sihr except another magician. يعني that no one will undo it except that that one also is doing prohibited يعني سهر. The one who undoes the sihr and the one to whom the sihr was worked upon, both of them, seek to get near to shaitan through the performance of something which he loves some acts which are pleasing to shaitan due to which he undoes his work he removes the spell of the charm from that one who has who the magic has been performed upon therefore this type of sihr in which something unlawful and illegal that is contrary to islam is used this is prohibited undoing sihr through like sihr it is prohibited it is haram The second type he said undoing the sihr through the use of permissible forms of ar-ruqa or ruqya yani recitation of the Quran or the words that came in the hadith of the prophet or the names or the sifat of Allah the use of such words or ta'awwudhat yani such as the recitation of surah al-falaq and surah an-nas and al-adwiyah using medications or ad-da'wat supplications to Allah all of these are permissible as long as they don't contain any prohibited yani act as for that which is reported by al-bukhari in his sahih in muallaq form yani with an incomplete chain of narrators on the authority of qatada who said i said to ibn musayyib yani sa'id ibn musayyib the imam of the tabi'in he said what about the case of a man who has been bewitched whom sihr has been performed on or who has been taken away from his wife through the use of some type of sihr can this spell or charm be removed from him Ibn al-Musayyib rahimahullah said there's no harm in doing such la basbihi there's no harm in removing that spell from him inma yuriduna bihi al-islah but indeed they only want they are, they are only doing this the people who are doing this who are removing it they only intend by it the doing of good they only intend by it islah rectification of the wrong done to him fa amma ma yanfa'a fala yanha anhu therefore whatever is beneficial it is not prohibited This statement of Sayyid ibn al-Musayyib rahimahullah should be understood to refer to the type of an-nushra undoing of the sihr which does not contain any act or speech which is forbidden in the sharia and this is in light of the fact that the hadith has been authentically reported from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that when he was asked about an-nushra the undoing of as-sihr he said ومن عمل الشيطان when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked about the removing of asr he said it is from the works of ash-shaytan and this has been reported in the musnad of imam ahmad in the sunan of abu daud who reported it from imam ahmad and its chain of narrators is sahih as it has been declared by shaykh al-albani in the sahih of sunan abu daud and in al-nishkat and in other books he said that the isnad is sahih the meaning here then is that removing the sihr by unlawful means that is from the work of shaitan however if it is removed by recitation of quran or by the supplications that have been mentioned in the authentic hadith or any means that doesn't contain any unlawful action or speech then that is what is permissible and allah knows best this is the end of what we can present uh, tonight concerning this topic Now quickly we should look at the questions on the handout and then we'll take any questions or comments or corrections from the brothers as well as from the sisters. The first question discuss briefly the seventh naqid or nullifier of Islam. The seventh naqid of Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab it is a sihr magic and he said that it also includes a sarf and al-atif that is causing alienation or causing attachment. Whoever does it or whoever is pleased with it then that person has engaged in kufr. Yani, whoever engages in it, as well as whoever is pleased with it, that is an act of kufr. What is the dalil which the author has given for this naqid? 
Yani the evidence that he has mentioned is from Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 102 that indeed Sulaiman did not disbelieve but it was the Shayateen who disbelieved. That is one of the uh, statements of the ayat, the, the portion of the ayat which he has mentioned وَمَا يُعَلِّمَانِ مِنْ أَحَدٍ حَتَّى يَقُولَ إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ فِتْنَةٌ فَلَا تَكْفُرُ That they didn't use to teach anyone this, these things such as sihr until they warned them saying that we are only a trial therefore do not engage in kufr. Define as sihr linguistically and technically. Linguistically it means whatever is hidden or unperceptible and its cause or its origin cannot be easily detectable such that it has some hidden effect that the people cannot detect or they cannot see. This is the linguistic meaning of a sihr while the technical meaning as some of the scholars said it is azaim, spells or charms and ruqa incantations or recitations and uqad tying of knots and blowing in them that affect the hearts and the minds and the bodies. What does the author mean by the expressions as-sarf and al-asaf? He means, as-sarf it means uh, turning a person away from that which they love or that which they are inclined towards or that which they desire. Like turning a man uh, away from the love of his wife and causing him to hate her. And al-asaf is the opposite of it. It is causing a person to change his condition Yani from being uh, decli- uh, disinclined from something and then turning towards it through some shaitanic means, causing a person to be inclined towards that which he dislikes or does not desire. Mention some of the other types of a sihr. Of the other types of sihr are tanjim, astrology, al-kahana, soothsaying, al-bayan, eloquent speech, and if it is used to turn the people away from the truth, to reject the truth and to follow falsehood, etc. Mention the two opinions concerning the issue of whether a sihr is a reality. Yani the first opinion is the saying of the people of Sunnah, and this is the madhab of the jamhur, of the scholars, of the Muslims, that a sihr, it is a real, it is a reality. The second opinion is the opinion of the Mu'tazila, those who have deviated from both the Quran and the Sunnah, that there is no reality to a sihr. It is just something make-believe, something that is a type of hallucination or deception and that it has no reality whatsoever. Uh, as for the opinion or the delil for uh, the, the, the delil or the evidence for these two opinions, the delil for the first opinion that it is a reality, we have mentioned a number of evidences and from amongst them is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the believers to seek refuge in Him. From من شَرِّ النَّفَّاثَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ yani From those who blow into nuts who use this way as a means of causing magic or harm to the people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not have ordered the people to seek refuge from that which has no reality. And likewise, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مِنْهُمَا مَا يُفَرِّكُونَ بِهِ بَيْنَ الْمَرْءِ وَالزَّوْجِ That indeed it is what they are learning from these two, it was that which caused a man to be separated from his wife. This is a proof that a sihr, it is a, re- a real thing and it has a real effect on the human beings, including the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that a sihr was performed on the Prophet sallallahu and indeed it affected him and he said that it was Allah who cured him from it. Uh, the next question mentions the hukum or the ruling concerning the sahir, the magician and the ikhtilaf concerning it. Yani the ruling concerning the sahir, the first opinion is the opinion of the majority, the opinion of Imam Abu Hanifa and Malik and Ahmed, and the majority of the scholars is that the magician is a kafir, that whoever engages in sihr falls into kufr, goes out of Islam. And this is also the opinion that has clearly been stated by Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab in the title of this naqid. The second opinion is the opinion of Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, may Allah have mercy on him, and it is his opinion that if a person learns sihr, they should be asked to describe their sihr. And if we find that their sihr is that which necessitates kufr, yani that causes the person to fall into kufr, in that case, the person would be declared as a kafir. Or, even if the act that they perform is not kufr, however, they believe that it is lawful to engage in that sihr, then that person is also a kafir for declaring lawful that which Allah has prohibited. Otherwise, if they do not fall into one of these situations, then they should be then they should be uh, they should not be declared to be a cap.
The question, question number nine discussed the ikhtilaf of the scholars concerning the execution or the killing, the qatl of the magician. Uh, the first opinion is the opinion of the majority that the magician should be killed. And this is the saying of Imam Malik and Imam Ahmed. And their proof is the statement of Jundub radiallahu anhu that the punishment, prescribed punishment for the magician is cutting his neck or executing him as well as the statement of Bajala concerning the letter that came from Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anhu ordering them to kill every sahir. The second opinion is that the sahir should not be killed unless the type of sihr that he engages in reaches the level of kufr and that is the opinion of Al-Imam al-Shafi'i. The last question, what is the summary of the statement of Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah concerning al-Nushra that is removing the magic from the one who has been affected by it and it is his opinion that removing the sihr or nushra is of two types. The first type is that which involves something engaging in some action that is pleasing to shaitan, that which is prohibited by the sharia. And that is the type of sihr that is, or the removing of sihr, that means it's prohibited. The second type is that which does not involve any prohibited statement or prohibited action, such as the ruqya recitation of Qur'an and other such means which are permissible, removing siha through this means is permissible. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, shadun la ilaha illa anta wa tubu Inshallah, after the adhan, if there are any questions or comments or corrections, we'll take them.